Hi, welcome to episode 17 of Book Off Banter. Um, this week, we are going to talk about gadgets on horses. We're going to talk about winning the lottery. And even though I don't buy a ticket, we're going to talk about yard nutters. Everyone's got one. And also, we're going to talk about how breeches aren't the most flattering clothes on anyone, really. So first of all, we're going to have a quick catch up. What has been going on with you other than you are now the proud owner of a new <sighs> shiny lorry? Yes. So this has been in the offing for a little while and I've been umming and ahhing about what to do, yada yada. Anyway, I bit the bullet and I actually put something on my Instagram story and someone contacted me and that's how it came out. And Vera, as she is now known, came into my life last week and it has been amazing apart from because this is so typical of me right the very day i bought this lorry a video started doing the rounds on facebook from a company that basically had a three and a half ton lorry taken into them and this bloke is then walking around this lorry basically showing how unsafe it is and how it's literally falling apart okay (sighs) which is okay i get that apart from the fact it's exactly the same color with exactly the same decal on as Vera. So Q, I put a post, a picture up on my Facebook of me. Oh, look, I've got this wonderful new horse box. Q, about a thousand people sending me this video saying, oh my God, is this your horse box? That's falling <laughs> apart. I'm like, how typical. Honestly, you couldn't write this shit, could you? You could not write this shit. So just to, I put it out there, because I did do a story on Instagram about it, but just to confirm to everybody that this is not the horse box that is in the video that's doing the rounds on Facebook. The horse box that I bought, and the reason I um, bought it is because this is a coach-built lorry from a very reputable company. (laughs) It is incredibly strong. I've taken a slight hit on payload for that very reason, and I am just over the moon. And I got it on the Monday, and on the Tuesday, I went out for the first time in it. And I literally was just driving with like the biggest grin on my face the whole way there. It and must have been such a relief because like there's nothing worse, is there, than not knowing whether it's going to start. And especially when you're eventing, yeah. all that mm. money, you, like you couldn't waste, you know, if, you, if know. you were set to go and then it wouldn't start. I know, I know. That's how it got with my old lorry. I love that lorry. But at the end of the day, that lorry was only ever really supposed to just take me to the odd local show for a couple of years. You know, nine yeah. years later, I'm hammering it around the country. And it was no wonder it just had enough. So, um, yeah, I, and I've got like a little camera and I can watch what Vince is doing. <laughs> so I had Isaac with me, my eldest. And when we were driving there, I was literally giving him a running commentary on everything. Vince is eating his hay net. Oh, he's, he's got his ears pricked. And I yeah, like, Isaac. I know. Isaac was like, oh, oh my God. Hang on. Hugo, Hugo, lie down. <laughs> so this is what Hugo does. If one of the dogs has taken the bed he wants, he's too frightened <laughs> to... Um, He's too frightened to go and just tell them to get off it, even though he's a Doberman and she's a Spaniel. So he stands really far away and just like, woof, woof. Is he hoping that she's going to like jump up off the bed and join in? She does. No, eventually she just gets up. She's, li- oh. she's literally just like, I can't deal with this any longer. Just have the bed. I'll lie on the floor. Anything to shut you up. But oh my God. He does it because we've got like a big double bed and he does it if there's space for two dogs on that bed. If she's lying on it and he's just like, 
I think I'd like this to myself. Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> That's really funny. Dogs and stuff. Their beds are really funny. Beer, uh, uh, Nora steals Rupert's bed sometimes. She's actually got a really good bed because her bed is next to some pipes. So it's really warm. But every so often, just to piss Rupert off, she goes and gets in his bed and won't let him in it. And Rupert's like massive. He's like four times her size. And he just goes and lies on the floor. So, oh, all right, I'll lie over here. He doesn't yeah. even try and squeeze in her bed because he, she tells him off for that too. So anyway... I digress. So moving back on to Vera. Yeah, so it's just been, it's just wonderful. And, you know, she's not brand new, but she's a smart little thing. And she came from someone I know. So I know she's been incredibly well looked after. And yeah, she's my pride and joy to the point where, I can't believe I'm even admitting this. I've been hinching her a little bit. (laughs) I I have been hinching her. So every time I use her... Well, she is grey. Mrs. Hinch would love her. Mrs. Hinch would be all over it, wouldn't it? So every time I use her, I, I straight away clear out all the floor and everything, sweep it all out. And then I've got like um, the flora, because it, <laughs> and I use the flora on the... Um, oh, sorry. my. Oh, can I just tell you? Okay, so bad mother of the night. It's pancake day today. And Oscar has gone to bed. And then he's remembered suddenly that it was pancake day. And I'm, I'm in another room recording and he's come in and he's made, made me a note, which he's made us in a paper aeroplane and then he's thrown it in at me. And it says, it's pancake day. Thanks for remembering, in inverted commas, mum. I don't know what that says. <laughs> he's put an arrow to the remembering and put, sarcastic by the way so yeah so i've had a little note thrown to me because i haven't made pancakes this evening you'll have to have them Kids. double another day i said i'll make them for breakfast anyway so you got this i've been hinching her i've got this little sephora so spray. yeah where have you sephora i'm curious so i i sephora all the lovely shiny lovely white inside afterwards i wipe it all down with sephora all that like, i sweep out any hay and i sephora all down in there and then in my driving cab, I've got like a fabric conditioner and water in a spray bottle. And oh I spray the seat God. and I sponge it all down. It honestly, I, I, I don't know what's happened to myself, if I'm honest with you. I can't deal with it. I don't know what's come over me. For two days, I had to keep going out and checking. It was still there because I couldn't believe I'd actually bought a new lorry. And I kept going out and just go, oh my God, it's still there. It did actually happen. I love so, when yeah. things like that happen. I love when you've got something that you you can't even believe it's yours. I can't believe it. I genuinely can't believe she's mine. Uh, so I'm just, yeah, very, very happy. So I've been out, like I said, I went cross-country schooling on the Tuesday and I had a lesson today. I had a lesson with a new instructor. Obviously, I've trained with the lovely trainer for a long time, um, but I've been suffering a little bit with some competence issues uh, and some and some other stuff. And so I thought it might be do me some good to just mix it up a little bit. The problem I'd have is if I go to somebody I know with the way I'm feeling at the moment, there's a bit of a tendency for me to get upset and to say, oh, I don't want to do this. And then because they know me, probably say, OK, what we'll do with this instead. So actually what I've done is I've decided, made the decision to go to a different instructor for a little while because I'm not quite as comfortable with them. So I'm constantly pushing myself because I think that I need to get back to where I was. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that's my decision. And I had a lesson today with 
a guy called Barrett and it was amazing and I had a really jumping and I mean Vince was just on springs he's feeling great and I was a bit wobbly to start off with and then I actually remembered how to ride and so yeah it's all it's all on the up it's all a little bit more on the up now which is great so yeah happy days so did you get out to your show I didn't good I'm Um, so pleased you said that yeah so I think you'd be proud of me so I didn't go to the show because Mm -hmm. I I don't know what happened with the show it never actually went on BS website but they were advertising it on Facebook and my trainer was like I'm not convinced that you've got this right and I was like, no, no, I've definitely got it right. So anyway, the show suddenly then completely vanished. So I think they've cancelled it or something. But there was a different show further away. And I was like, well, I'll do that. But then the weather forecast was so mm-hmm. bad. And I was like, if we get all the way there, we're stuck there in high winds with like a really high lorry. Actually, what is the fucking point in that? No, I know. It's, it's a horrible thought, isn't it? But yeah. A lot of people, I've been going out to shows and I'm like, well, you know, oh, the weather's not too bad now. It's like, yeah, but what if it sets in? These people that like, yeah, these people that they make do these weather reports, they know what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. That was exactly the same. Yeah. Because it was, it was um, supposed to set in in the afternoon. And I was like, it's, if if we leave here in the morning and it's fine, but then we'll get there. What, what are you supposed to do? Like. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I was. I, I was sensible. I thought of you. I channeled you. <laughs> God, what is going on? First of all, I hinged something. And then secondly, I've been held up as being the sensible one of the pair. <laughs> Something's gone terribly, terribly wrong over the past few weeks. That is certainly not like me, is it? I know. What's going on? So um, I am going to do a different show, which isn't really my favourite one, but I'm going to do that next weekend instead mm-hmm. um and i've focused on lessons with the boys mm-hmm. bell's been off obviously with her antibiotics her sinuses but she's better now so that's really good now she's bankrupted us she's feeling a lot better about oh, life. yeah yeah they always do don't they <laughs> yeah all right now now that you're skin um and yeah so we've focused on the boys flat work because both the boys they know their job with jumping but their flat work probably lets them down. So with Pancake, since we got him, I mean, you know, when you look back and I could just slap myself in the face with a wet fish, what Mm. the fuck did I buy him for? He's so, so tense and tight. He's just never gone relaxed and soft. Mm. Like when we went to try him, he was in like drawings, Pelham, and literally his nostrils were up my ears. Um, No, his nostrils weren't up my ears. His ears were at my nostrils. Um, that's, what, that's a bit more like it, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I got him anyway. And so anyway, we've, we've really focused on teaching him how to relax over his back just to try and help him a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like it's so important for him to just chill out and just let you in. And, oh, my God, I'm really proud of this. Me and Manny were learning how to do half pass. Oh my god! I know. That's serious shit. I was honestly, I don't know what I think. Carla didn't really think it through because I was like, Carla, I'm doing half pass, and she's like, Yes, you are. I was like, Look at me, look at me half passing. Do I look like Charlotte? Amazing. 
do I, I look like did. Charlotte? <laughs> she I bet was you like, did. I bet, I bet you look just like her. Just like her. <laughs> to be fair, when she first said, okay, today we need to learn half pass. And I was like, Charlotte, you, you couldn't even make me get my left and my right last lesson. Like, do you actually want to commit to this? But oh my God, it was one of those, like, I felt fancy. I got really excited. So, yeah. So I think I would too. That's like a serious dressage, man. I know. Fancy Amazing. Fancy. Very fancy. Um, So we learned that on money and um, Pancake is learning how to trot. Okay. uh, uh, Well, hang on a minute. (laughs) Learning to trot. (laughs) It's a show jumper. It I doesn't know. need to trot. Well, I'd given trot up. I don't like trotting well. pancake. And I decided I was a show jumper and show I wasn't jump. doing it. Show jumpers don't trot, full stop. So, Carla. Are you, you trying like... to turn these horses into eventers or something? <laughs> like, oh, well, we'll start doing a bit of half pass. Oh, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start trotting. You'll be like, I'll be going on two rings soon, won't I? You'll be looking at a tweed jacket next thinking, oh, I could, I could buy a nice little tweed jacket, keep me nice and warm, <laughs> keep my ass warm as opposed to my shrunken jump. Yeah. And you'd be like that. Oh, no, that's too blingy, that. Next, next yeah. time you go to buy something, oh, no, no, that's far too blingy. I don't know if that will ever happen. You're halfway there now. <laughs> You've started trotting. It's a downward slope now, I'm telling you now. You, you, you're, you're doomed. You're doomed. <laughs> It starts with a trot, and who knows where it ends up? Ends up at, it ends up at badminton. Quite frankly, you start trotting one It'll day. Never fucking you know. end up at badminton. <laughs> well, you can go and watch. <laughs> yeah, that'll be okay. Yeah. Um, but, all right then. It'll end up. You start with a trot. You'll end up be ninety. That's what's going to happen. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it now. Never on pancake, honest to God. It's teaching him to trot is traumatic enough. Like so so Carla gets frustrated with me because she says that she thinks that deep down I've got like Pirelli roots. Because um she keeps saying to me, He needs to wear a flash. He mm. opens his mouth, completely evades your half halt. Yeah. And he's got to learn that when you half halt, that actually means something. He needs to yeah. associate a half halt with some sort of aid from the rider. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a right fanny with nose bands and I really like oh, Cabison. No. So I, I say to it, yeah, 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 I agree. And then just fucking ignore Don't, it. And just yeah. leave the nose band. Either the flash stays off or it's really, really loose. And like, oh my God, the other, like she just was demented with me. She was like, right, I'm tightening that flash. So she put the flash on and suddenly he was like, listening to my half arms really... do you know something it's really odd isn't it when you go to like these people these like <laughs> trainers and then they actually do know what the fuck they're talking about and like you start listening to them i once shared a meme once which did make me laugh it was like if at first you don't succeed try doing what your trainer told you to do in the first place <laughs> that is and that's kind amazing. of amazing that, that is so kind of true it is isn't it so poor Carla. But the worst of it is, like, you don't really train. You should try this, you should try that. It's like when um, Sharon said, like, trying Vince in a Pelham. I was like, oh, no, I don't try him in a Pelham. And I tried him in a Pelham. And I was like, right, right, going, this is really good, isn't it? <laughs> she was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically how Carla's felt with me. So Pancake is currently wearing, I uh, thought that I'll, I'll mention this, I'm fully expecting to get poison pen letters or something, but um, 
So he's wearing drawings and a flash. Oh my God, she's admitted to using drawings. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh uh, my God, she's going to die. She's I'm going, going to, die. to people, hell. Straight people are going to gonna start messaging her. <laughs> this is it now. She's going to be accused of not being able to ride, abuse of the horse. Then All those things. Um, Draw reins have got to be the most controversial thing that you could ever use on a horse. Or the shit that you could put on a horse and people just accept it. They just say, oh, you know, gag bits and this and that. But as soon as you put them little bits of leather on that extra bit of leather, oh my God, the world explodes. I've never known anything like it. Yeah. I've never known anything like it. I think it's because historically they've been used wrong. Mm-hmm. people didn't know what they were doing with them and, and you know and they were used and they have been used quite a lot by some people to tie the horses in mm-hmm. to create like this false outline etc etc yeah and I think people can't seem to let that go yeah. so quite frankly you can put you could put a piece of barbed wire in your horse's mouth and they probably go <laughs> oh yeah it's, probably, it's just a bit strong but put a set of draw reins on and they're like what oh my god they, that horse should be taken RSPCA. off you <laughs> absolutely so yeah so yeah so he's in draw reins He's in draw reins and a flash um, and a universal. But yeah, I just thought I'd say, because I will stick my, my neck on the line. Maybe we no, shouldn't say draw reins. Maybe we, we say, right, yeah, let's call them the reins. You know, like on Harry Potter, when like, they didn't say the word Voldemort. Yeah. We should do that with draw reins. So they'd be like the reins. They, the like they need like a happy name, like twinkle reins. Reins, reins that should not be mentioned. So you're using oh. the reins that should not be mentioned. Yeah. But then, I think that still sounds too negative. I, I Rain, feel like... Rainbow reins. Rainbow <gasps> reins. Yes. Oh, no, you can get rainbow reins, can't you? Like they were, weren't they? Oh. Rubber ones with different colours. We'll call these rainbow reins now. Okay. So you're using these rainbow, rainbow reins. Rainbow reins. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just thought that I'm going to say, because what he's learning to do with them is actually the opposite of what everyone accuses you of using mm. them for. So everyone thinks it would be to get him deep and round. Yeah. In actual fact, Pancake goes deep and round, probably because he's been ridden in drawings most of his life, and learned to just brace and go. And actually what we're trying to get him to do is to lengthen his frame and trust himself to go over his back and himself. But he just doesn't think he can do it. So he's like, does it for a second, then he's like, I don't dare! And off he goes again. And so they're just there to remind him, like, no, no, you've just got to stay down and long, like, really stretch your frame out. And, oh, my God, like, he's getting it. And I, I just, I'm so happy. Like, the two boys, yeah. I just, I love them to bits. And I'm so happy that she's helping me with the flat work because I, yeah. I feel like it's just going to make such a big difference in this season. And I'm really positive about trying to improve them on the flat. And obviously I'm, I'm like Charlotte now. So potentially I'll yeah. get the next Olympics. In, in your rainbow reins. Rainbow um, reins and top hat. But I think that we've just gone quickly back to the rainbow reins is that, um, you know, you're using them under the guidance of your instructor. Your instructor's helping you use them and helping you use them correctly. So if you were to be being a little bit heavy with them or whatever and, and encouraging the horse to go a bit too deep or whatever, I'm sure your instructor would say, no, 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 that's not right. That's not yeah. what we want. You're using them for a specific reason. And I think that I actually, I don't have a problem with them. I don't yeah. have a problem with rainbow reins at all. Um, I, I don't tend to use them on my horses purely because Vince does have a tendency, a bit like 
pancakes it sounds a bit but he has a bit of a tendency to go um a bit pole deep and behind the vertical um so for him it's not ideal but I have used them in the past and I've been quite confident and happy with how I have used them so embrace the rainbow reins I say yeah I've actually I've never had a problem with them and I've I've never really used them so much for this but I've used them on something that say really like Belinda if she's been really sharp when she was younger and I had Mm. to take her for a hack you know I'll put a set on her and just be like actually just chilly beans um let's not all die here but the flash that's my thing I fucking I have like a, a mental block and honestly I think Carla probably goes home and buries her head in a pillow and weeps about the fact that like we could have got we could have probably got so much further so much quicker with time yeah. if I hadn't kept losing the damn flash that she keeps like for the love of god like and obviously he doesn't wear it like you know you see some of those dressage oh, like yeah with the skin's bulging on either yeah, side like, it's that, nothing like that, that that makes me shudder it really does I mean I I Vince is in a grackle, but it's not. I I'm a bit of a bugger for a loose nose band, to be yeah. honest with you. And he's he's in a grackle, but it's not. That's not particularly tight. Um, when he's in a flash again, it's not particularly tight. It's actually quite loose. Because my my theory was with the flash, what I was always taught was they're not supposed to actually stop them opening their mouths completely. It's to stop them opening the mouth, the action of the bit, to evade the action of the bit. Yeah. So that was my, so I was like, why are these people clamping their mouth shut? Because one of the signs of a well-trained horse is a relaxed jaw. Yeah. They can't relax their jaw if, if they don't clamped completely shut. So yeah. again, I'm a bit like you. I mean, I do put them on, but like I said, maybe Carla would hate me too. <laughs> She'd be like, oh I my God, the pair of them. Her thing, because actually her horses are pretty much all like snaffle mouth cavus and nosebands yeah but she's had them from being younger and she's schooled them and produced them herself and she does dressage as well so they all go amazing like it's different when you buy something that's a lunatic um Mm. and with him she says every time you half halt he opens his mouth and like dives on the bit yeah so she's like you're not able to teach him anything while he's doing that and then you know when like i rode and i was like fuck me this is easy like, this has made a big difference. I know, I know. Sometimes and it is just a small thing. And also, I always say to myself, when I try something like this, like a, a flash or whatever, I always say to myself, well, it doesn't have to be permanent. I exactly. can use it to school for a while. And then when they get the idea, I can take it off again. And I can go back to just having a cavison. So I think as well, I think that we have to be open to ideas and transient and, you know, not, not afraid to have a go and say, yes, that worked. No, that didn't work. Yes, that's work, but I don't think I'm going to stay in it forever. And I think that that's, that's the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the thing is, is what these bloody horses, it's all very well saying, oh, you should be schooling in a snaffle and a cavity, da 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 da. And, you know, that's what the books tell you and everything. But the bloody horses don't read the books, do they? So, yeah. you know, and, you know, you're sometimes stuck with what they want to do. So, so yes. That, so I have admitted. Um, potentially I'll not be here for the podcast <laughs> I'll be buried under the abuse, under the abuse. but um, tied up with rainbow rains exactly. and, and dropped in a deep canal somewhere, deep river that's what will happen to with you a flash Mrs. On, with a flash yeah, on a flash on your hands, will be, your hands will be forced through a gag bit so that you can't untie yourself and then your legs will be tied up with, rain, with draw reins and then they'll, they'll just dip you like into the Thames or something like what they used to do 
in the old days with people that were naughty. Oh. So that, that's what's going to happen to you. It was nice knowing you, Katie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Sounds a fishing punishment. Yeah. Pancake will be merrily like a, gi- a giraffe, head stuck yeah. in the air, mouth open. So, <laughs> we should maybe have a save Katie petition going around now because shit's going to happen. Shit's yeah. going to go down. Shit's going to go down. <laughs> shit's going to go down. <laughs> all right so my friend had a question and i loved it so i kind of thought we'll sort of do a bit of a topic on it um so this is from my lovely friend rachel who organizes my life i've mentioned it so many times before because yeah. the podcast just would be impossible without her she said what would you buy if you won the lottery and do you think it would change how successful you are yeah i'd first thing i would do at the moment is i would make a path to my stables and i would create an all-weather turnout area Mm. and i'd have a big cock-off menage like a big fuck-off one and that would change my life um would i be more successful i would be able to obviously have more and perhaps potentially a horse with more experience so that I could learn the ropes on whether I think I'd be more but I mean the thing with eventing is eventing is so closely tied to money money 100% talks in eventing and well it doesn't show jumping too doesn't it to be fair Um, and there is no getting away from to be successful you do need to have the opportunities to have good horses and to be able to go out competing and to train regularly and winning the lottery would mean I could do that yeah would I think I'd be more successful possibly not because I'd still be the same me I'd still ride the same um and I'd still probably monumentally fuck things up or I would just spend more money fucking it up so yeah that's the first thing I'd buy a path to my stables turnout area arena I'd like to think I'd be more successful if I would. I don't know. What about you? Um, I would buy a new lorry. Ben always is like, what is the obsession with you with lorries? But I, I love lorries. I'd buy a really nice, like, big lorry. And then I would buy a three and a half turn. That would make such a big difference to me. Mm. Because I could then get out places without Ben. One fucking million percent i'd have an indoor arena after this fucking dennis oh what's her name kiera or something oh christ yeah. knows who else is coming helga fuck knows like there's gonna be a storm vince this year supposedly actually on the oh, name really? of storm there is a vince yeah there's a storm coming i keep saying that to him i keep saying there's a storm coming that's like anyway, sorry. all day i've said to pancake it's pancake day and pancake's just like oh bore off will you so I would 1 million percent indoor arena and if I've won the lottery I might like extend my outdoor as well why not go for it and I think you've given this quite a lot of thought haven't you oh my god I think about things like this all the time do you not yeah not really no oh I do um and so in the past I have bought like more experienced horses and been like well then I'll be able to do what I want to do yeah and I've now realized that I think it's me that's the problem. And also, I, but I try and buy horses that have done a lot, but with a small budget. So yeah. then they're 
either broken or lunatics. So then yeah. I might as well not have bothered and I probably would have been better off just getting a young one and producing it. So th- yeah. that hasn't worked out too well for me. But it's definitely given me a bit of a reality check in that like you can't buy your way to where you want to be. But at the same time, like I was having this discussion, funny enough, before this question came, I was having a kind of, I don't know why, with Carla. And she was like, if you got a straightforward horse that was scopey, you could be out and jumping what you want to jump tomorrow. She said, you know, horses that for the height you want to jump, it's really easy. They can mm. help you. Yeah. So maybe I would... Actually, she's got one horse that I, I always say, if anything happens to her, that I think she should leave it to me in her will. Yeah. Um, and so, like, sometimes she'll be like, oh, it's a bit slippy. I don't know if I'm going to get out today. And I'm like, oh, just drive. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, I think I'd have him if I win the lottery. Would you, you maybe yeah. like to have a horse with a rider? I quite, mm-hmm. I quite like the idea a little bit of being an owner too. I think that's something that I think I would really quite enjoy. So if I, I mean, we're talking winning millions here. So I would like to maybe um, buy a really, really good horse and place it with someone because I think that would be such fun, you know, going yeah. to the top shows and watching your horse, yeah, but without the, nice. the stress of competing there yeah. would be, I think, I think it would be a really nice thing to do. Um, and I'd probably go for somebody unconventional with regards to who I placed it with. I was you know, just, just about somebody... to ask you who you were going to put it with. Yeah, no, I'd probably put it with somebody who, you know, maybe... Uh, <gasps> if you rider... put it with um, that girl who Liam Payne's got the horse with, you could be hobnobbing with... Hobnob, hob, hobnobbing? Hobnobbing with Wandy. I wish I was. I wish I was hobnobbing or whatever. <laughs> That's, that sounds just like what I want to do. I'll tie him up with some draw reins. Yes. <laughs> rainbow um, rains, please. Rainbow rains. Um, yeah, but she is a show jumper. But I could do that. Like, get into Liam. The only thing is, I don't think Liam... Get into Liam? <laughs> well, no. Like, get to know him, I mean. <laughs> then he could introduce me to Harry. Um, obviously, I'd look a lot hotter then because I'd won the lottery. I could, like, get my tits done as well. I could get yeah. my tits done. I could, like, fill my face full of, like, Botox and filler. So I'd look about... 12 well no not 12 i'd look about 22 something like that i'd take about 20 years off my age and he'd obviously fall in love with me straight away not just because how fit i look but because of my sparkling wit and personality (laughs) and and then yeah so basically i'd win the lottery buy a nice horse get a manage and then end up with harry styles as a husband win-win i mean that is a good lottery win. It's the best, quite frankly. Even, even with his Brits outfit. Right, we need to discuss this. Because <laughs> lots of people messaged me. If you're fit, you're fit. You can wear your Nana's beads and a bit of lace. <laughs> and he's just a bit extra. I actually quite like that about him. He's a bit <laughs> You have your <laughs> trainer boots on. He loves his pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> What a pair you'll be. <laughs> right. Stop slagging off my next husband. Okay. The guy likes a lace pantsuit. Okay. <laughs> Who doesn't? A, uh, oh my God. I hope he doesn't ride in it. He's getting chaffed. <laughs> Imagine. He, he would squash a bit through the lace knickers. What would he squash He would through? just. <laughs> he'd just grate he'd just grate his <laughs> testicles away wouldn't he there'd be nothing left 
They'd just be like little shavings. They'd just be shreds. shavings. Tentacles. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that, everyone. I kind of lost it a little bit. Uh, I'm okay. I'm back in the room. Just, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just crying a little bit. I'm crying at the thought of Harry's testicles. <laughs> anyway, um, so, God, we, we have gone off. <laughs> I know we Why go off. Why do we some, always go off on tangents? We do go off at some tangents, but oh my God, that has got to be the most bizarre <laughs> tangent I think we've ever gone up. Okay, let's just get the thing straight. I like the clothes that Harry Styles wears. Possibly not practical for riding in, as we've just just <laughs> talked about. But I think the guy, he's a little bit extra. He's a little bit sassy. Yeah. And he's got nice jewellery. Well, it's not. It was a bit of a naff necklace. But if he wants to wear a necklace, then he can. So, yeah. And I'll wear my trainer boots. He'll wear his pearl necklace. And we'll, we'll be a match made in heaven. So, yeah. It's all going to be fine. And I'm going to buy new lorries times two, matching paint job, obviously. Um, indoor arena to avoid storm winds and a fancy horse of Carla's probably that she doesn't want to sell, but I've won the lottery, so I'm going to demand it. Make her an offer. Make her an offer she can't resist. Refuse. Can I buy a husband as well? I mean, I don't know. Who do, who do you want? Who would you like? I mean, your husband does listen to this podcast, so possibly not the watch sharpest move. Although he was funny earlier. Right, we have to tell you the story because it did make me laugh. Not quite as much as Harry's testicle shavings, but it did make me laugh. Before we, before we, we record the podcast, Kate and I always have a little chat. When I talk about stuff, so we were just chatting away. And the next second, there was this bang, bang, bang from in the room. And then Ben went, and Ben whispered, and it was just the fact that it was just like like you might as well have just said it with a normal voice you'd already like the banging had happened anyway he's so he clumsy he's like the clumsiest <laughs> um bless him yeah okay i'll stick with ben because ben i really love you and i would never want another husband no matter how rich i am oh but really I think I might buy Beckham. Oh, oh, good move. Yeah. Good move. Yeah. Um, you won't be able to shoe your horses, though. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you'd have to get a new farrier. I'd stick with Ben. I'd stick with Ben. Okay. Stick with Ben. He does shoe your horses. He does a good job. He does. All right, I'll stick with him. Right, okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. Well done. We've, we've put that safely <laughs> to bed, I think. <laughs> 
we we went places and no one needed to go <laughs> that's the beauty of this podcast isn't it our next question is from Rianne I'll not say her surname because I don't know if she wants to be anonymous she said I have a question have either of you ever suffered with negative thoughts over your body image I've always been a bigger set girl and I feel that sometimes equestrian brands only cater for one type of body shape um, I recently had an ultimate meltdown over a pair of chaps that wouldn't do up. They were supposed to be 2XL, but they were basically like a medium fit. And when I say meltdown, yeah, I mean, I threw them out the window, screamed and shouted. The scene was so intense and dramatic, it basically should have been an EastEnders. In the past, it's really got me down. And for a while, I almost quit riding because I felt I was too big for my horse. And I didn't like to look at pictures of myself riding. I felt like I was crushing my horse, even though he is a cob cross. I felt that this caused my head to go to a really dark place and it wasn't pretty. Over time, I've come to grips with the way I look, but I still feel crappy about clothes not fitting. And I feel like an imposter in the, in the equestrian world because I'm not the same shape as everyone else. Have you girls ever felt like this? And if so, how do you deal with the imposter feeling? And then she's put, signed, the girl with calves, the chop putters would definitely be gel about. <laughs> They're impressive set of calves then. <laughs> Embrace your calves. Oh, poor, I, I feel for her a little bit. Now, you know, I think our caveat is here. I'm a naturally slim person, but almost, and this is the thing, I almost go the other way. So I am I am very thin and I have zero breasts, hence why we talked about last earlier about having, I, I don't have any. A friend of mine was talking earlier, uh, the other day about, oh, the trauma for her of buying a new sports bra. And I'm like, I can get away with a couple of elastoplasts and the best. <laughs> you know, I don't have, I literally watch RuPaul's Drag Race so that I can get tips on how to draw on a cleavage. So I don't have a particularly feminine body or a body shape, which Day to day, when I'm bobbing around in jeans and jobbers and breeches, isn't the end of the world and it's not too bad. But then, God forbid, I have to go anywhere and put on a dress. And I, Rianne reckons she's got the shop putters calves. I've got their bloody shoulders <laughs> and I'm squeezing it into a frock from Topshop. So um, I'm also quite tall and I love high heels I love high heels so I've got these hulking great shoulders I'm quite tall I'm quite straight up and down and I've got like quite large features on my face so if I put a lot of makeup on as well there's no getting away from the fact that I do look like a bloke in drag <laughs> um there's no getting away from it it's a fact of life um so when we talk about body image like that it can go the other way because so much is sort of rammed down our throat about how we should look yeah and and so I'm fairly comfortable with how I look but like me and I do have my moments too when I think oh my god this body is disgusting which probably shocks people because they, they probably see a slim person who can wear whatever she wants in her head you know in their head and I, I suffer from the same insecurities yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at you, Katie, because I'm talking about the fact that I don't have any tits. I'm actually quite obsessed with your breasts <laughs> because they are magnificent. And so you've got it all going on because you're same. So it is, I think, really relevant, that imposter syndrome, because mm. basically I think everybody is looking at somebody else and thinking, well, it's all right for them. Like they, they yeah. must feel fine. And actually that person, you can guarantee they won't be happy. So like, 
I've always had a thing with my tummy. And now I look back and I could bloody kick myself because when I thought, oh, I shouldn't ever show my tummy, I should have showed my tummy. Like, <laughs> yeah. now, you know, I'm, I've had like a baby and I really like toast and cake. And mm. it's, it's different now. So like, you, you're never, that's, I think you're never happy. Like, no. and how do we, how do I deal with it is I, I used to have like a size of Jods before I had Henry. And I'll be honest, even before I had him, I was in them, but I don't think the Jods were appreciating that I was still wearing them. I think they were like, no, come on, they girl. Were straining. Were yeah. they straining a bit? You can <laughs> hear them creaking. <laughs> After I'd had him, I, I tried for a bit to get back. And then I was like, do you know what, Katie? The time has come. Bit them. And actually, I haven't. I've still got them. I can't even oh. sell them. I can't let them go because I think one day, one day. But ultimately, it's the first time where I've ever gone out and actually I bought the next size up. And I was like, you are going to feel better about yourself if your jods are yeah. literally bursting at the seams. And I've done that. And was I happy about it? No. But is the juice worth the squeeze? For me, is it worth not eating, exercising mm. continuously, you know, when my friends are going out for a drink or for cake, am I going to be like, no, I, I can't do that? No, it exactly. It wasn't worth it to me. Like, it just wasn't. But then I've put a little bit more weight on probably. And now I'm not happy. So now my kind of deal with myself is always, I'm never going to buy the next size up Jodhpur. Like, for, you know, this is where I'm at. And if they're starting to get tight, then... I'm like, okay, let's rein back the cake. Let's maybe only eat half a cake. I have just eaten, I think, six pancakes though for my tea. So yeah, expected, expected. <laughs> that wasn't ideal, but yeah, like I've entered the Great North Run because I thought that's going to give me a kick up the arse. Yeah, to be like, so it's, but the imposter thing is like, nobody, everyone no gets one's that. Happy, are they? Do you know something? The imposter syndrome is so I. I suffer so badly from it. Um, I've had a few experiences as well recently where obviously my blogging has pushed me into some situations and I'm sort of sat there thinking, any minute now someone's going to notice that I'm here and they're going to go, what the fuck are you doing here? You don't deserve to be here. And that happens to me quite a lot. And one of the things, going back to my new lorry, Vera, one of the things that happened when I got back from the first time I went out, I actually cried when I got back. And my husband was like, what the fucking hell's wrong with you? You just got this lorry. Why are you crying now? And I said, do you know something? I said, for the first time ever, I drove into the car park of this place where we went to cross-country school in. And I didn't feel like everyone was looking at me going, oh, my fucking God, look at what she's driving. Oh, my, no, no, no. You know, and looking down at me for the first time in my life. You know, and this isn't a brand spanking new Oakley or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's just, a, you know, it is a smart lorry, but it's not. But for the first time in my life, I felt like when I drove in, I wasn't the imposter. And it was, it was actually monumental for that. So I do get it. I, you know, I understand 100% where she's coming from. Because I can imagine particularly um, for somebody who is larger, the horse world and particularly the, the clothes are just, they're so unforgiving. They're unforgiving yeah. on it. Thin Anyone, people. yeah. You know, Christ, I walked around with the worst camel toe <laughs> for for a half a season, basically 
every judge, every person I bumped into could see the shape of my vagina. So, <laughs> um, I would, and you and Harry are going to get on like a little house on fire. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you'd like a, a little camel toe. Actually, there was no little about it. It was ginormous. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, no, there's no sort of hiding anywhere in equestrian no. clothes. And it's, and so I do, I, my heart is actually going out to her a little bit because I just think we should, we should feel like a million dollars and that we're athletic and we're doing that. And then to feel that, you know, she's saying that she couldn't do her chaps up and threw them out the window, which I quite frankly think is quite frankly the best response. If it doesn't fit you, chuck <laughs> it in the fucking bin. just pretend it didn't exist, darling. <laughs> and just, and just straighten your crown and move on so uh yeah it is frustrating though isn't it the um like the different sizes like that is so fucking irritating but i think what you've got to try and do is find a brand that works for you so like my shape i've got i mean not thin but fairly thin thighs and like a and bum with a big tummy so i know that loads of brands of jods just don't work for me because Mm. I can't fasten them up <laughs> and that's obviously problematic <laughs> oh, yeah because you know you start around and they're around your waist and then they're around your knees before you finish yeah I know exactly so yeah so um like I'll I just stick with the same brand again yeah. and again and it's boring but like it's better than having ones where you you get them and you're just like well this is never gonna fucking go around my tummy um i'm a big fan of um i i've made a move away particularly in the day and i don't know if this might help me out away from traditional breeches and jobbers um and i'm riding a lot more riding tights nowadays i can't get away with those and i have like these silicon ones i've got some ones that you can get them quite a thick fabric and they're all, and if they're quite high waisted, the ones I've got are really quite high waisted as well, and they they are amazing. They're so comfortable. Um, you know, there's no creaky seams. You're going to be all right. Um, and I just think that as well about the sizes, as you were saying before about I don't want to go up another size. The only person who knows what size it is is you. Yeah. You're the only person that's ever going to see that size. My sister is slightly larger and. When she buys something, she buys something that fits her. She doesn't care what the size is. And she gets it home. And the first thing she does is she cuts out the label from the shop and she cuts out the size label. Oh, really? Because it's irrelevant. Yeah. She says it doesn't matter if it fits her and she feels nice in it. She doesn't care what the size says. And I think that's maybe that's what we should be doing. Maybe we should just be forgetting about that. Just instead of thinking it's a size 12 or a size 14, or a size 16, or a size 18. It's size what fits me, and that's all that matters. So, yeah, Rianne, we feel your pain, but in different ways. Yeah, I think that's the thing. you just got to remember, I think, that the the people that you're looking at and thinking, oh, I bet she feels amazing. Like, I bet she doesn't. Because I don't know many, I don't know many of my friends that are confident with how they look. And that's really shit and really sad. But realistically... I don't know many people who are like, check my bad self. I do it at work, right? I, was, I take the piss at work and I thought it was really obvious that I was joking. So yeah. I kept going on about the fact that I had a banging body. So I kept going, yeah, but I've got banging body. I'm fit though, and I? And all this sort of like, and I thought it was really obvious to people that I was joking. 
And then it was only like a chance conversation that someone says, I really wish I had your confidence. You know, you don't give a shit. You know, you, you're happy with how you look. And I was like, are you actually fucking joking? I was joking. I was joking. About the fact that I thought I had a banging body. They all thought I had all this supreme confidence. I'm like, yeah, I got a banging body. And do you know what I mean? So mm. it's, it's crazy, isn't it? So maybe a little bit of it is perhaps what we all need to do a little bit more is to fake it a bit more. It's really funny like that you are talking about that experience because I had such a similar one. So we've just gone away with Ben's family for a few days and went to Scarborough because, you know, the weather's perfect for going to Scarborough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was good. Um, so anyway, Ben, bless him, is like the sweetest thing. And he said to me, you look beautiful. And I said to him, which I often say because he knows that to me, I will never, I never feel like that. So... No. So I just went, yeah, I know. Mm. Which is my answer pretty much. Or like sometimes he'll, what does he say? Um, I'll say love you. And he says love you more. And I'm like, because I'm better than you. <laughs> um, but obviously he knows that when yeah. he says you yeah. look beautiful and I go, yeah, no, I am. He knows it. Yeah. He knows so that's cool. a lot. Yeah. But his brother overheard and I didn't correct it. But then I walked away and thought, fuck. I know. I bet he thinks I'm a right must think I'm a dickhead. But that was it. Was it work costing? I was like mortified. I like like yeah. cold sweat and everything. I think they must think I'm such a prick walking around looking like I do, telling them, oh, I've, it's because I've got a banging body. It's because yeah. I'm really fit though, isn't it? I remember saying something <clears throat> to one of the guys and I said, look, look, I mean, walking around with the um, cold, hard, sexual, I can't remember what my actual term, but basically implying I was some sort of sex kitten. I mean, I said, it's a real, and I've got no makeup on, right? I'm wearing a work uniform and I'm going, you've got to understand, walking, walking around with this sort of sex appeal is a real cross to bear. And he went, oh, right, yeah. And afterwards I was thinking, what a prick. I bet he thought, what the fuck does she look at in the mirror? But not one person the whole time that I was doing what I thought was this joke or whatever not one person treated it as a joke and actually the girl wished that she was like that that's what's interesting yeah, she's, she didn't she go didn't you're a dick you're, she was like I wish I was you're more a like dick because you yeah you're a dick you're a dick because you're making out you're prettier than you are she was just like oh I think it's so great that you I think her actual words were I think it's so great that you can see how good looking you are or something like that and I was like no I'm joking when I say that so yeah. I think that's I think that is one of the main things is we constantly run ourselves down we look at our faults when you look in the mirror if I look in the mirror the first thing I do is I look oh my god look at the bags under my eyes look at the wrinkles around my eyes I don't look in the mirror and go actually my eyes are a really lovely color and I've got great oh, I do look in the mirror and say I've got great teeth because I did you spend a lot of money on them so I so I do tell people I've got that but I don't say to but you know I don't look and go oh I've got good skin or anything like that I go oh and so we all do that don't we yeah so I would probably bump into Rianne let's go back to Rianne who talks about her shop put a shop put of carbs and I would probably see a, a lovely curvy woman mm-hmm. with uh you know trunk or whatever yeah, and I'd be like, look at look at that. Yeah. Her, her lovely tit. She's got a lovely waist. She's got curvy hips. She is feminine and beautiful and lovely. And I would probably see that. And that's what I would say. Whereas she sees somebody with big calves. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? 
Yeah. Because you always, always look at the worst in yourself. Absolutely. So we just want you to know that everyone does. And when you go to the show, probably you feel all the stables or whatever, and you feel like people are looking at you. They're actually too busy stressing about how shit they yeah. feel in Jods. Because yeah. Jods are nobody's friends. Nobody. Well, I bet Harry Styles could wear a lovely pair of jobs. <laughs> I would, oh, I would love to see that. Love when you're married, that. you can introduce him to them. Absolutely. He'd probably be wearing my ones though, knowing his penchant for necklaces and stuff. I'd, like, I'd be like, where are my, oh, where are my full seat competition breeches? He'd be like walking down some red carpet to the Brits in them, wouldn't he? Like, Hi! Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Harry? <laughs> We've talked about this. Yes. Stop wearing my fucking breeches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Our last question comes from Donna Johnson. And she says, how do you deal with the yard nutter? And how do you know the yard nutter isn't you? It's always me. <laughs> it is always me. It's always me. I am one of life's dickheads. So put me in a group of people and I have this innate skill of going from about a 50% dickhead to a hundred percent dickhead. <laughs> so if you're talking about yard nutters, it's me every single fucking time. That's so why that's I have to be on my own you, now. At least you're very conscious. Very conscious of the fact that I'm a grade one twat. Yes. The only thing I haven't done is washed out a wheelbarrow because I was once on a livery yard and I witnessed someone muck out their stable and then wash out their wheelbarrow. I think you've talked about this before. I I have actually, haven't I? This has scarred you, hasn't it, this wheelbarrow story? (laughs) (laughs) No, I hinged my lorry. Oh my God. washing out my wheelbarrow. Yeah, you are a stone's throw away. Um, Absolutely. I, I don't think I am. But then it made me think, it made me think back to some of the like funny yard stories you know and some of the people you meet because yeah me, there's nothing like the people that you meet on livery yards like and I was telling Ben about when I was little and we were on this yard and this woman used to bulk by cherryade like by crates of cherryade and her horse had it was a colored and it had really white lips like really big lips and she would feed it cherryade in a bucket and it would literally drink buckets of cherryade. And then its lips would be stained pink. And they'd be like, oh, it looks what like it's got sh- lipstick on. <laughs> what the? There's so many questions here. Like, why, why was she giving it cherryade? I know it, it liked it. it liked it. <laughs> how did she discover it liked it? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how that came about. I was like 10. I mean... So- I'm like, my horses like stuff. I mean, Vince likes Worcester sauce crisps, but there's no way I'll be fucking feeding him them all the time. What's You'd be like, you've got, we're eventing tomorrow, two bags for you. In. No spillers for you. We'll get you on the old walkers. Um, well, she, I like the word fact that you're just telling this story. Oh yeah, she bought by this cherry egg. had really red lips afterwards. Like that was the, the only problem with this story. It's not the fact that there's some fucking deranged woman buying crates of cherry age and giving them in a bucket for a horse to drink <laughs> i have been on some crazy like some crazy odds so another one was um 
we were on a yard and the owner, oh, fuck me, she, she was like semi-normal at the beginning and like uh, rapidly escalated into yeah. a raging alcoholic. Oh, and okay. she would drink all day, come out, pull people off their horses and get on and ride them. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Like, that, was, that was a low point. She was, that was quite a low point on the yard. We left that yard quite rapidly. Was she, was she a good rider though? That's the question. Well, no, but I think what she lacked in skill, she made up for enthusiasm. Well, she was pissed, wouldn't she? You're all enthusiastic when we're pissed. <laughs> I tell you something, you should see me on a dance floor when I've had a skinful. And then the other but, one, which I loved. This, she, she wasn't really a nutter, this girl, but she genuinely, I've never forgotten this. So we were on livery yard and Ben was an apprentice. And... Um, this girl came onto the yard and I've been with Ben since I was 15 and um, we went to school together. So we were probably, I don't know, maybe like 20 or something at this point. So this new girl moves on the yard and she said to me, um, are you Katie? And I said, mm-hmm. And she said, oh, so are you going out with Ben? And I said, yeah. She said, oh, so's my friend. And I was like, what? Well, she's not because I am. She was like, no, no, she is. And um, sometimes when Ben comes to the yard, we all quickly go and put our makeup on before he comes. And I was like, okay. And she said, um, and we all like wear low cut tops on the days where he's working. And I was like, you know, you just tell someone's girlfriend. And I, so I was standing and I literally just was like, uh-huh. And then she said, do you know what we really like? And I was like, no. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> she said, we really like when it's summer and he wears a vest. Again, so many questions about why anyone would think that that was appropriate. I think, in a, in a, <laughs> to defend her slightly, because although she is absolutely batty, she probably thought she was paying you a massive compliment. Like, oh, your boyfriend's really fit. We all fancy him. <laughs> but she was just doing it in a really inappropriate way. Like, it did, was... you and, did you go and bitch slap her mate that reckoned she was... Um, <laughs> it was seen... just the most surreal experience. I sometimes think with some of the characters that you get on um, livery yards, I think to myself, if an alien came down and they accidentally came, walked onto a livery yard, They'd be fucking off straight away, wouldn't they? They'd they be would. like, we don't, want to, we don't want to take over that planet. They're all crazy. Yeah. They're all crazy. The livery yard owners usually are. They're usually a bit bonkers. Yeah. Usually because they've had to deal with liveries for so long. Yeah. It makes them go bonkers and then they're even more bonkers and we get this cycle of bonkersness from them. There's always like someone ultra competitive, isn't there? Always. I was on a yard once and there was like a group of two or three of them and we used to call them, I think it was, we used to call them Tina, Pippa, and um we get, so basically we get, we get and they're like oh what's tina been up to and these girls were like they were going around they were, they were eventing and stuff but um yeah we we did used to um take the piss incessantly back behind their backs because like i was too scared to set the faces yeah livery yards just you get it all like we had one we had one family who tried the dad tried to punch ben um oh my because god gin who was my horse at the time, he had chased their horse in the field 
And we got to the yard and he was losing his shit completely. Like, Does he think you told him to do it? The horse to do it or something? Did I have a word? Is it Do you go and chase that one today? Go on. Go and chase like, that one. But he's a horse. Like, what, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't. And oh ben, who, Ben's a lover, not a fighter. Ben was just like looking at this well, guy. Well, obviously he was. He was loving all these other girls on this memory <laughs> yard, wasn't he? With their tits out. He was loving it. Loving it. Ben was just like looking at this guy like, are you actually going to start a fight with me? Because our horse cantered round after. Oh like, my god! It wasn't lame or anything. Like literally, they were just angry that he had been chased. Their horse. <laughs> oh my actual god! Yeah, I can't even function with that. That's that's a level of stupidity all of its own, isn't it? That yeah. And you can imagine before, like they've got themselves up. He's got himself into a right old state yeah. about it, haven't they? So they've been there going fucking i'm gonna wait till that ben gets it i'm gonna fucking have it out with him he's and they've obviously got themselves into a right frenzy and just forgotten well maybe they didn't have any sense maybe they were I just think really they definitely thick. didn't have any sense oh my god you can just i sometimes wonder about these people on like live yards you think about conversations they must have at home and stuff you think it's like worrying yeah but yeah like poor ben he always gets sucked into stuff because he's so like chill and yeah. he's I've got one of those faces that you can exactly tell what I'm thinking okay and we used to go out when we were younger and Ben would be like take that look off your face <laughs> and I'd be like what look and he was like just that look because it's gonna get me punched because yeah. you offend the girlfriends and then the boyfriends try and punch me and I'd be like yeah. I'm not looking oh. like anything but yeah I think I do have that Resting bitch face. I don't know if it's a resting bitch face. I no, think... just like you're thinking, what does she look like? Exactly. Or something like, or like that. And, and it's actually, you've got it written across your face yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like, why is she doing that? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm not thinking anything bad. I'll be like, I wonder where she no. got that from. Yeah, but yeah. The no, look on my looks, face yeah. is horrific. And obviously, it starts. I have a working face, we call it. Sam, Sam calls it my working face. So when I'm thinking, I frown. Mm. So quite a lot of the time people say to me, oh, you are grumpy. And I'm actually not a grumpy person. I'm actually yeah. quite a cheerful person. But I'm like, no, I'm just thinking. And it makes me look <laughs> grumpy. And uh, yeah, so I kind, of, I kind of feel you with that. So, so we're going to move on to Anchor of the Week. I'm nominating Henry. Okay. He can't, he can't have a rosette, obviously, because I now have to hide the rosettes in case because he's sounding things out and wanker is very phonetically correct so that's oh, not ideal oh yeah yeah no so um i'm nominating him though for honest to god the fucking funniest thing i've seen in a long time so it's been half term Funny, from... funnier than my kids doing uh, tiktok videos with me oh my god fuck <laughs> i am addicted to tiktok now <laughs> i've warned you it's, it's amazing like, me and Ben have been doing that stair challenge. Can you renegade yet? That's the question. I haven't tried. Oh, I've, so we've hard. done the stair thing. Ben is really good at everything. He is oh. really coordinated and I'm really uncoordinated. So he can just, you know that do, 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 do. Oh, that, you can do the hand thing. Yeah. You can do the hand thing. I can't do the hand oh. thing. No, I can't. I can't do that end one. Yeah, I can't do the end one. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that too. Look, look at me. Ridiculous. 
the only way I can kind of do it is if I do that. But that's not the same. Yeah, that's what I have to say. That's not the same. He is amazing at everything straight away. Does it straight away? Yeah. Drives me insane. Oh, and I can do that. What's that? Um, like, do, 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 do. Is that the stair one? Or yeah, the one... that's the stair one. Oh, the other one. That Nana challenge. Is that? Oh, I haven't seen that one. Tag me in that one. Tag me in that one. Okay, I can do that one. Anyway, um, where? I... Oh, yeah. So, Henry, <laughs> way off piece there. Yeah. Um, Henry was helping me muck out and when I say help in no fucking no. shape no. was it any sort of assistance it was driving me insane I kept saying ooh why don't you go and get your bike and have a little ride around on that while mummy's mucking out and he was like I'm helping you and I was like oh. yeah, no you're not <laughs> so eventually he got tired and he lay his fork on the floor as you do and then obviously decided better of it and so I kid you not stamped full belt onto the prongs of the fork which literally just smacked him square between the eyes full belt and he got that look on his face that like he got such a shock he didn't know whether to laugh or cry oh no and i'm really bad i've always been really bad i always laugh i just laugh i have to yeah, crazy. I, like, I laugh first and I go, Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm like. So I was hysterical. And but then I, I he was still doing that like lip wobbling, but kind of you could yeah, see the yeah. he's got a good sense of humor, you could see the funny thing. So I went over and I gave him a cuddle, still like in stitches. And I was like, Is your forehead so? And he was like, Yes, but it was really funny. <laughs> but to, oh my god, if I'd videoed it, it I was know. It was so amazing. Do you know what? I've done that. Have you? And I actually came in the house afterwards and I said, Sam, you know, like on, on it just on just on comedy films when people stand on a rake and it hits them in the head. And he went, yeah. And I went, I can confirm it doesn't happen just on comedy films because I've just done it to myself. And he was just like, and he looked at me, he was like on the sofa and he just looked up and he went, and you say this like I'm supposed to be surprised. <laughs> No. So, uh, oh, poor Henry, but I wish you'd videoed it. Oh, that would have been, been brilliant. That would have gone viral on TikTok. That would have been a great TikTok. <laughs> Absolutely. So, my wanker of the week, I'm to me, it goes to me because I did something which I'm not proud of. So, basically, when I work a night shift, my bowels are um, they're quite sensitive. And actually, as I'm getting older in life, I'm just sort of working out things that I can and can't eat on a night shift. And I did two nights at the weekend just gone. And on the Saturday night, I had terrible wind. Like I was farting like you do not need to know. So I was having to like clench quite badly as well. <laughs> so we went to do... What is it with you on night shift? I know. Well... Like I said, my bowels are quite susceptible. So I was doing a patient for a hip and we have to bend over as we do it, like to check something. And as I bent over, I let out a really loud, really, really loud fart. And I mean, we went like this really loudly. And the patient went, oh, I am so sorry. (sighs) And I went, don't worry about it, love. These things happen. And I let her take the absolute <laughs> blame for this really, really loud fart. So 
that is that lame? How did she all know? She was she had like a broken hip, so she was like in a lot of pain and stuff down yeah. there. So she obviously just thought, <laughs> yeah, that this massive fart had come worries. out. <laughs> exactly, this man. And she was like, oh, she was like more of like, she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, like that. And I was like, don't you worry about it, my love. These things happen. <laughs> God, there's nothing like kicking someone when they're down, is it? <laughs> I know. And then after just Carly, you should have just said, don't worry, love, it was me. <laughs> to and be fair, just... I would have done the same as you. So, yeah. So, I am a wanker for letting this poor you little old dear. You are a wanker. <laughs> this poor little old dear who's probably still horrified. Because little old ladies, they don't like the fact that they fart. She's probably horrified at the fact that she thinks she's let out this really loud, horrific trump. That kind of reminds me of when um, I broke my arm, when I fell off and I was in to get it um, pinned and plated. And oh my God, you know, the woman in the next cubicle to me, because I was on like the orthopedics and it was just yeah. full of like hip replacements and yeah. And uh, oh my God, she had the worst D&V bug. And literally oh, I, I was stuck in the bed just listening to someone who was basically about six inches from me on a commode and oh my god it's it was grim it's not that's hideous that's hideous so we got um an anonymous wanker of the week story so this lady she works full-time but she wants change of career so she's been taking online classes at uni and she needs to print a lot of stuff out and she doesn't have a printer. So she has been stealthily printing all of the stuff for the job that she wants at her job that she works at now. Oh my God. So she said there was a particularly long thing that she needed to print out. I can't remember. How many, I think she said it was like 30 pages. Or, oh yeah. Um, to help for this, um, this course. So she, Waits till everyone goes in their lunch break and quickly like prints all of these things out and hides it under a desk on the Friday. Obviously, she then forgets it. Yeah. So she needed it for the Monday. So she went to a printing shop and she said it cost her $10 to print all of these sheets. Oh my God. She then got home with the sheets opened a file to start revising and realized that she'd already printed them all out two weeks prior to be organized for the test. Oh, no. Oh, my God, these poor trees. All these trees I know. She's... Do you, you're responsible for the end of the polar bear's habitat. <laughs> Actually, I know, you? with your printing out. Oh, my God. Oh, there's nothing worse now. I at work once, or was it work? We, I was trying to stealthily print something out at work. And we have several printers. And they're all called like really random names. So we've got like remote print and zebra print. And none of them actually like correspond to the printer, the names that you're using. So it's a bit of a potluck. So I was printing off some Shakespeare for Isaac. He, he needed his Shakespeare stuff. I was printing it out. And um, we have a, a label printer and it prints off like well basically just an id label for the pay each patient that we do we can stick it on stuff and that everything so i clicked on what i thought was the printer and i actually printed out a work of shakespeare on these <gasps> um 
on a label, you know, like really small labels. And it was just coming out. And it was like, it wouldn't start. We couldn't cancel it. And it reached the end of the roll. We were like, all right, it's finished now. Put another roll in. Thy cow come to me. And all this. I was like, pouring out of this printer. I think we got back. I think we got through about three rolls. This just like this Shakespeare on these like three centimetre by four centimetre labels. So when the next patient came in, you'd have been like, right. We don't have any name tags, but we can sharpie you something over Hamlet. How does that work yeah. for you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I do it as well sometimes as well at work when you print off a schedule. And even though now I know which printer it, were, it is right, there's always that sweat. Oh God, what's this time I've clicked it? Like ooh, some schedule for some event prints out in my boss's office. Yeah. Ooh. Or somebody's wearing a name tag with B90. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah print, printing shit out at work that's a dangerous game yeah. that is a dangerous game i hope she passes a course after that bless her but now it's cost her about 100 million trees and 10 dollars yeah yeah good luck with that <laughs> yeah well done be hilarious if a, a, a course was something to do with ecologically being ecological <laughs> or something wouldn't it but, yeah. yeah i love though that she said she was like, fuck's sake. And then she was yeah. like, oh, I can enter one tr- Wanker of the Week. I might win a frilly. <laughs> I so do like that about people now that they go that They're like, oh, something bad happened. It's real. I was such a dickhead. But I might get a frilly out of it. <laughs> they all love it, don't they? I think they that's such a it. horse rider thing, isn't it? Like, well, it all went badly, but there was only six people in the class and I still got a rosette. So Exactly, yeah. It's all except the small wins. <laughs> Because they're not small wins. A frilly is never a small win, is it? A and frilly this is sparkly yeah. frilly. So I mean, they are they are a, a frilly of beauty. They are. So any more? Is that our? Um, that's it. Well, she's won yeah. easily because that is a bit of a dickheadish thing to do. Yeah, but, because Henry you know. can't have the rosette. You you don't deserve a frilly for that poor old lady. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny though. It was funny. <laughs> I did tell I did tell someone at work about it actually, and they were just like, "You're terrible." And I was like, "I know, I know, but it is also a little bit sunny." But yeah, poor little old dear. All right, so that's all we've got time for. Um, please keep sending us questions, stories. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Book Off Banter, and send any longer things to bookoffbanter at gmail.com we love hearing from you you sent the best thing yes all right thank you so much for listening bye bye